0: The Chinese government is amping up pressure on its biggest tech company, the e-commerce giant Alibaba. Beijing has told the company to sell off some of its assets, essentially forcing Alibaba to get smaller. And this is striking, because Alibaba is the pride of China's tech sector, and its founder, Jack Ma, is a business hero.
1: His amazing like, success story has turned him like, to a rock star in China. Many people online, they call him like Daddy Ma, a way to show how close people want to be associated with him. He is also like, politically very influential. So for example, like, after Donald Trump was elected president, Jack was the first high-profile Chinese person he met with.
0: But last year... Ma had a dramatic blowup with the Chinese government, which has left a lot of people asking, where did Ma go wrong?
2: How exactly he would have misread the scene so badly? Is that arrogance? Is that because he has become a little bit more hubristic along the way based on the success he's had with his businesses? Is that because he thought he could just get away with it?
0: Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Limbaugh. It's Monday, March 22nd. Coming up on the show how Jack Ma misplayed his hand and what his fall means for other entrepreneurs in China. More than two decades ago, Jack Ma founded Alibaba in his apartment with some friends. He envisioned an online marketplace in China, a thing that didn't really exist back then. And his timing was good. The Chinese government was fostering growth in the private sector.
2: Here's our colleague, Lingling Wei. For quite a few years, the government mostly adopted a light-hand approach. The entire private economy, including the tech sector you know, basically had like this golden era, right? They could just, you know, go out there just like American entrepreneurs, have an idea and build a business. Obviously, there are lots of obstacles along the way, but overall, the political environment has been quite conducive to private businesses for a long time. And Ma
0: took advantage of that business-friendly environment.
2: Jack Ma is very savvy, He knows that for any businesses to really survive and thrive in China, you have to have a good relationship with government. Alibaba was founded in the eastern province of Zhejiang, one of the most developed areas in China. So he played into local authorities' desire to have a big internet powerhouse. And he
0: played into that so successfully, the provincial government opened an office dedicated to helping Alibaba. So if Alibaba needed to say, cut through red tape, it could just call its government liaison. As the company grew, Ma would also leverage that local support to challenge the central government
2: in Beijing. When Alibaba saw something they didn't like, for example, criticism of its anti-competitive behavior, they would just launch a kind of media campaign saying, oh, that was wrong. And then Jack Ma would have a coffee, have lunch with the head of this regulatory agency. And days later, the regulator just quietly, you know, removed the criticism from his website. So because they had such strong local support, Alibaba was able to oppose or protest some of the policies issued by regulators in Beijing and played local authorities against the central government.
1: How
0: unusual was this approach of playing local officials off of central government officials?
2: A lot of business people in China would have loved to do it, but didn't really have the ability to do it, you know, because you have to be really big company. And also, you have to know that, you know, you're in an area that local support is strong. Jack Ma really had this rare combination of both. Over the years,
0: Ma did this again and again. He got regulators to retract policy guidance, issue apologies, and turn a blind eye to some of Alibaba's business practices. Lingling says there was a sense in Beijing that Alibaba and Ma were invincible. But slowly, that power dynamic began to change. Part of it was that Beijing was increasingly uncomfortable with how much influence
2: some of its tech companies had. Companies like Alibaba, like Tencent, they have data they have capital, and they have power. So from the government's perspective, if companies like this do not get reined in or toe the party line, they could very well pose a threat to the existing economic order, existing political order.
0: When it came to Alibaba specifically, government officials started getting annoyed with
2: Ma's approach. His strategy of playing officials off each other was seen as a little bit too aggressive, and his company was seen as a little bit too arrogant. And complaints really about him and his business really have been piling up within the government and even, you know, filtering up to the top leadership. Like the very
0: top, President Xi Jinping himself and in 2018, she made his feelings toward Ma clear. He held a meeting with 50 prominent business leaders. And Ma wasn't invited. She had convened this meeting to deliver a message. The rules of doing business in China
2: were changing. His message basically was commercial success is secondary to your mission of beefing up China's technological development and security. Whatever innovation you do, whatever development you do for your business, the government wants to have ultimate control over what you do.
0: Getting left out of this meeting was a warning for Ma, but he didn't listen, and it would set him on a collision course with Beijing. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time, no design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. Over the years, Ma built Alibaba into a business that went way beyond e-commerce. The company became a big cloud provider. It got into financial services. It invested in media companies, including the Chinese social network Weibo. And with Alibaba wielding so much power, Ma's style of doing business started to backfire. One misstep happened last spring, over a bit of celebrity gossip involving one of Alibaba's top executives. Here's our colleague, Keith Jai.
1: So what happened was, in May, the wife of a very senior Alibaba executive started posting online on Chinese social media like Weibo, which is uh, very much similar to Twitter, accusing her husband of having an affair with an internet celebrity. And uh, once the news appeared on the internet, It became, like, you know, super popular. Like, you can see people, like, you know, starting to retweet it, to you know, like, sharing, like, on other social media. But soon, like, after, maybe, like, 20 or 30 minutes, like, lots of the posts on social media, including on, like, Weibo or Chinese social media, WeChat, like, started to disappear, including original posts from the wife of the senior Alibaba executive
0: this alarmed the chinese government because they weren't the ones deleting the posts and they wanted to know who was so china's internet watchdog launched an investigation
1: alibaba has a very powerful pr department and uh, the china's like internet watchdog they found You know, the PR department of Alibaba, they started this, like, war room in their HQ. And uh, the PR department just started to engage with Weibo and started to delete social media discussions. Or, like, prohibiting, like, some users from discussing the topic on Weibo.
0: One thing to know is that Alibaba owns 30% of Weibo. And in the Chinese government's investigation, it said that Alibaba directed Weibo to have the post taken down.
1: So the whole incident really scared the Chinese propaganda officials. They only realized, like, Alibaba has this much influence that can, like, manipulate both traditional and social media and to guide the public opinion to a degree that, you know, even the propaganda officials, like, hard to do.
0: So Alibaba had already overstepped. And then Ma made the situation even worse.
1: So in October, Jack Ma gave a speech in Shanghai. The gathering was important because it was attended by the great and the good of China's financial, regulatory, and uh, political establishment. During the speech, Jack was uh, criticizing Chinese banks and uh, the whole regulatory system at large. He was saying that Chinese banks, you know, operated with a pawn shop mentality, and uh, he was attacking like the regulatory system was blocking innovation and must be reformed.
0: Why were those comments so controversial? Was it because he was criticizing the people who were in the room?
1: He said the comments in at the wrong time to the wrong people.
0: Ma had criticized the government before. But now Beijing's frustrations spilled over, and it set Ma up for his biggest slapdown yet. When Ma gave that speech in Shanghai, he was just days away from the capstone event of his career— Ma was about to take another business public in what was expected to be the biggest IPO ever. It was for his financial services company called Ant Group.
1: And we learned from sources that uh, President Xi himself got really angry and personally called off the Ant IPO. And that was like two days before IPO was supposed to take place. Beijing authorities canceling that record-breaking Ant IPO.
0: The financial affiliate of Alibaba had to pull its IPO just days before its offering.
1: The fintech giant's future remains in doubt for months. And after that, you know, the government just like started to keep turning their like screws. So in December, the regulators like they opened uh, antitrust investigation into Alibaba, and we learned from like sources that. Uh, antitrust regulators started to review all the previous acquisitions made by Alibaba.
0: Then last week, the Wall Street Journal reported that the government has asked Alibaba to sell off its media assets, which could include its stake in Weibo. And Beijing is not done. According to people familiar with the matter, the government is also planning to hit Alibaba with a record fine. Ling Ling says that Ma is paying the price for not
2: falling in line behind Beijing. You know, he's got so many years of success, and he's got so powerful. He really views himself as a challenger of sort, right? His business is a challenger to the existing financial system, and he's no longer content with staying in his own lane of just being a businessman. He wants to make a difference, not just, you know, to the tech sector, to his business, but also make a difference to a lot of other things, geopolitical matters, relationship between U.S. China. You have seen all those things. Now, after having spoken to people in government and also to people close to his companies, it's pretty clear he really hadn't realized how much the political environment in China had changed. And what used to work for him in the past no longer works for him now. So what happens to Jack Ma now? He has lost all the relevance to China's business economic circles and no political status to speak of anymore. In order to regain the kind of relevance he had enjoyed for so many years, he would have to give up a lot in terms of his wealth, in terms of his willingness to really align himself more closely with the political agenda of the day. The jury is still out in terms of uh, whether or not he can be given a second chance or can come back, stage a comeback. Americans love comeback stories. We do, too. But this is an open question whether or not there could be and would be a comeback story for Jack Ma. What does this story tell you about China today? The government still wants to promote a very vibrant private economy because it's very key to China's future. But this time, they want to make sure that all the private businesses, all the private bosses are towing the party line. It's really hard balance for the government to strike, right? On one hand, you want to encourage those people to keep investing, expanding, and innovating. On the other hand, oh, Jack Ma's story is that once you get too big, this might be the consequence for you. So in a way... What has happened to Jack Ma has dealt a blow to morale among a lot of private bosses in China. They are definitely having second thoughts about how big they want to be, how ambitious they want to be.
0: That's all for today, Monday, March 22nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Special thanks to Jing Yang for her reporting on this story. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.